Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 25, 50, 45. Here goes Davis. Oh, my God. This is going running all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. And tonight, hey, it was BYOG bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Kick is blocked. Kick it to the All right, thank you for joining the ESBC Podcast Network, where the focus of each podcast is to have a business meeting. And every single business meeting has to have a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I have an MBA, securities licenses, clients net worth, uh, 50 million and above. What that means to you is that I use business and financial concepts to come up with the winners. Because all we're interested in is in winners, we can monetize things. So the purpose is to make money, to teach business and financial concepts. So uh, we help people collaborate, we help capitalism and so forth. So what have you done for me lately? Even though we've had great success the last 13 years, what have we done for you this year? This year, we're 134 and 88, 60%, uh, $39,900. Uh, if you bet like I do, $1,000 a game, we're at 39900 But if you bet $100 a game, you're at $3,900. If you bet 50 bucks a game, you should be at around $1,800 using every pick and beating equal amounts for every pick. So that's phenomenal success because, like Mr. Harrington told me, he owned the car dealership in New Hampshire. Uh, know the numbers and you'll know everything, right? So 59% you can live in Vegas, you can buy a house. Uh, 60%. We're right over that. But we want to get to 70, 80%. Want to finish out the year strong. And to do that, you got to use the business maxim that if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. So to that end, we have Chad. Uh, Arena football league, 26 yards to carry. He played football at Missouri Southern State. Uh, his brother is a starting quarterback for the college football playoff ranked 23rd Oregon State Beavers. So we know a lot of football, but that's irrelevant really to you. What we know is what we know that you can use to put $39,000 in your pocket. Right? So that's the worth of this podcast. $1,000 better to reward $39,000. For $100 betters, we're worth $3,900. All transparent, all the picks, pretty much every game. 
what are your first thoughts tonight, Chen No? Yeah, you know, I just – I'm excited, man. This is my favorite time of the week, uh, getting ready for a, a nice uh, Saturday and Sunday of some college and NFL football. So, yeah, man, I'm excited to, uh, you know, pick these games and, and make some money while I'm watching them the next two days. Right. And uh, from right now, there's going to be a football game on every day. So we'll do our best to get a video out. We got all the picks on Twitter. Uh, we feel in this podcast is better to give than to receive because you get it anyway. You get it in the back end. Two out of every 10 people are appreciative of what we do and they collaborate with us with the information they have. So we want to keep that rolling. Uh, what are the first games we're going to look at, Chad? All right. I guess we'll start with the uh, with the Pac-12. Um, start off with uh, Colorado at home against the Oregon Ducks. Uh, Go ahead, Josh. Tell Oregon, me what we're yeah, thinking Oregon, of yeah, Oregon. Yeah, Oregon's been blowing people out. Uh, last week, uh, they went for it on fourth and one from their own 20. Uh, they can't keep that up. Uh, Colorado's looking at that. Colorado pretty much knows they're going to get blown out. But uh, they put a lot of things in their office I hadn't seen. It seems like Mark Sanford was the office coordinator for uh, Carr Burrell. Wasn't giving Mr. Burrell all his offense, all he knew on offense, because they did a lot of stuff last week that I hadn't seen them do. Even with Stroud in there and their starting quarterback hurt. Uh, and Oregon's defense is, is, is not good and it's being depleted. What that means to me is that in the altitude in the second half, uh, look for Colorado to backdoor cover, probably score the last 14 points in the game to cover the spread and cover the big number of 32 and make it go over. Mark Sanford, the interim coach for your Colorado Buffaloes, used to uh, work with the Harbaugh family and was a head coach at Western Kentucky where he had to get into shootouts. So I see him trying to get a job uh, winning the fourth quarter for Colorado in covering the game for us and making us money and giving us that over. Yep. I love it, man. I think Colorado at home here will do just enough to cover this game. You know, right. it could be, it could be a backdoor cover. Um, and yeah, I mean, Oregon's going to keep scoring. They've showed, you know, so I, I think this one, um, you know, is definitely going to get over the 63. So I'm with you there. Next game, we're going to Stanford, we've got Washington state at Stanford. Um, here we like the home dog, Stanford plus four, playing in front of all those alums, and uh, under under the forty nine. But um, both teams have a defensive style, right? Even though their defenses might not be good, their style is defense oriented. Uh, that 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 um, wing T Washington State trying to run. It's only scoring like fourteen points a game. Uh, Cameron Roars can try to prove that he can. Uh, he's a passer, not a thrower. So he's staying in the pocket longer than he should, taking sacks. And Stanford just rushes that forward. They can get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, it's a coaching mismatch. David Shaw's been there forever. He needs to win bad. Uh, he can out scheme the, the brand new coach. Even though I like him a lot at Washington State. Washington State seems like it's running out of players, right? 
It's what we thought when we did the Pac-12 preview that would come out strong and just wear down as the season goes along. And Stanford, with that grinding down slow mesh, those big offensive linemen, I like them to cover and keep this under 49. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I love it. I think there will be a slow-paced game. Um, and, yeah, I think Stanford's got a really good chance to win this game. So, given the plus four, I think it'll be a close game. They'll be able to cover those four points. Right. Uh, next next game, we're going to Utah. Uh, Arizona Wildcats are at our Utah Utes. And here we like Arizona getting the 18 points. Um you know, Arizona scored a lot of points on everybody. They've covered a lot right. of big numbers this year. Um, Utah is probably going to be without Cam Rising. Um, a couple running backs are hurt as well. A little right. bit, a little bit of banged up team here. Um, yeah, so we think this number is just a little bit too big, and that uh, you know both team both teams will, will score. Uh, Arizona defense not too good. They kind of been giving up points to everybody, but their offense has been been able to put points up. So. You know, Arizona can cover this 18. I think we think this one can get a, get over the 67. I 100% agree. And, uh, the the wild card is Deloria, right? What is Deloria going to do? I'm not saying it is. He just seems like he's being paid off in certain situations. Because <laughs> he, he can play less out when he wants to. Other games, he's horrible. So which uh, Deloria is going to show up here? With Utah playing the back, their their second string quarterback, Arizona's going to get the ball. They're going to have chances in this game, and Utah has given up forty two points to UCLA, forty two points to USC. Uh, Coach Fish, right? I love him because he's making five million dollars a year. He never played football, right? So I can say, hey, I never played football. I got some football knowledge, but I use it in another way, right? Put money in my pocket every Saturday and Sunday. Put your your give you the tools to get make money, right? I share. <laughs> I had a guilt. Part of it is guilt. So Arizona plus 18 over 67. All right. All right. Next, next game. Uh your USC Trojans at home against Cal. Um, you know, we like the USC to cover these 21 points here uh against a really bad Cal team. Um, and this one to stay under 61. You know, Cal is gonna try to run the ball. Um, and their defense is, is decent. You know, they should be able to do enough here to keep this one under the 61. Um, right. But USD will, you know, will cover the 21 here. Cal won't score much. Yeah, there's much to say about that. Cal just has such a horrible offense. Their defense has been on the field all game long. And then I know the USC must be hearing it, that they're not – uh, covering the spread at all. They haven't covered, I think, the last three times out. Uh, and I think the, the Cal defense has just been on the field too long. And USC is going to go up and down the field. And then the USC's defense has gotten lit up. So at some point, um, they're going to try to get fake mad. They're going to try to do something to uh, get um, that defense to kind of respond a little bit because they're going to need them to play better as they play better teams. So I think this is a week where Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator, right, we talk about the trajectory of the season. Uh, we got to look at uh, Coach uh, Grinch just getting in their face this week and getting him up uh, for a big performance against kind of setting it up, right, building confidence. 
gets a really, really bad Cal uh, offense. I know coaches are saying, okay, let's shut him out. Let's shut him out. And we know that uh, USC, right, is going to keep scoring and scoring and scoring. So the total on that is 61. So I can, I can see this game being, uh, you know, 45, uh, 45-17 USC. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, totally. Totally with you, man. Um, the next Did game. Get it over, though, 45-17, let me see. No, that would be 55-62. Yeah, so I would say. That would be barely over. Barely over. 45-24. That's over. That's 69. Yeah, and that's. Uh, and that's Cal scoring kind of a couple of late garbage to, uh, touchdowns. Over to see. So you want to go over 61? Over 61, especially if Williams throws a pick six against Cal. Cal always gets interception. And with their offense so bad to get an interception, everybody's under strict orders to block. Yeah, I, I like that. Because we need yards. <laughs> that, game you know could, I mean? that game could squeak over. 61's not too big of a number there either. No. In the last game, we got UCLA at Arizona State. Got the home dog. Um, and then uh, plus 11. And a Chip Kelly over, man, 66 and a half. He's, I think, four and one to the over in Pac-12 play. Um, right. You know, this game uh, is, is definitely going to be a high-scoring game, a shootout-type game. Um, yeah, and Arizona should be able to keep this one within the 11, um, you know, Lose lose by ten here, lose by a touchdown, uh, and uh, this one will be be a high scoring affair. Uh, the, the backup quarterback from the you know Chandler High School or one of those high schools over there in Arizona, uh, he's really good. Uh, poor Emory Jones, he's better than Emory Jones second year. Emory Jones gets pulled. Uh, the backup has two big wins under. His belt, right? They beat Washington uh, at home, and then last week was a big win uh, for Arizona State with the backup. So, uh, the guy's trying to keep his job. Marvin Lewis is still there. If he was smart, he would keep Marvin Lewis around, giving him those solid defensive game plans, keeping Arizona State in the game. Uh, it's an NFL game, right? It was old school Philadelphia Eagles against the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Marvin Lewis, head coach for Cincinnati. But the big difference is Marvin Lewis consistently pretty much got uh, Cincinnati into the playoffs. Ship Kelly was a disaster as an NFL coach with uh, the 49ers and the Eagles. So I kind of like uh, Marvin Lewis, so I'll coach him here. Uh, running that Arizona State defense and that new quarterback, uh, UCLA didn't even stop Oregon once. Uh, last week, the defensive coordinator was sick, and Clancy Pendergrass, who used to be the defensive coordinator at USC, was calling the plays. But I think that's only going to be uh, a one-week wonder, and UCLA's defense is going to return to normal, giving up a lot of points, getting this game over. 
and getting Arizona in a crazy conference game. It's going to be a close game. Uh, cover the 11 and go over the total. Yes, sir. All right, that wraps up the Pac-12. Now we're heading over to the ACC uh, first game. North Carolina on the road at Virginia. Um, here we like North Carolina minus the seven. Um, and this one to stay under the 60. You know, Virginia's been playing in low-scoring games all year. They got a great right. defense. They kind of try to put it on the defense. Right. Um, you know, they just don't have enough offense here to keep up, uh, you know, with North Carolina minus the seven points. You know, they're just going to be able to win this game by 10 points, two touchdowns. They're going to score enough here to cover this number. Right. And we talked about <laughs> we use business and financial concepts, right? So fundamental analysis used to uh, purchase businesses and stocks, right? It's a methodology for investing in finance. And the main tenant in Fundamental analysis is corporate governance that Jerry Jones get uh, uh, going on and on and on and on and on and on about it at the owners' meetings for the NFL. So for us, it's the coaches, right? So North Carolina, they're seven and one, and Mac Brown won a national championship in 2009 over Pete Carroll, and Gene Shizik, he is the defensive coordinator who won a national title as a head coach of your Arbor Tigers. And Cam Newton was the quarterback, and Gus Malzahn was the offensive coordinator. And Rhett Lashley, the current coach at SMU, was the quarterback's coach. That's why that team won that national title. And coaches coming up with the schemes and defense just to win, right? Uh, their players might not be optimal, but they're 7-1. And, heck, they can – if they win out, they'll be in the playoffs. <laughs> Another national title or playoff appearance for Mac Brown and Gene Chizik. So in this case, it's a big coaching mismatch. Them going to Virginia. The stakes are higher now. We're talking about a lot of money in college football. So 71 team uh, against Virginia. Virginia's what, three and five? Uh, so look for that edge, man. Look for that edge. With the coaching mismatch in this situation, uh, a lot more experience. We're looking at the trajectory of a season. And at this point in the season, Virginia coming off a big win, uh, basically putting it all on the defense. They have zero offense. That and uh, that's Tony um, Franklin, who used to be over there at Clemson with Dallas Sweeney. This is his first coaching job. So, big coaching mismatch. Uh, yeah, last week, they, they lose to Miami 14-12 after beating a bad Georgia Tech team, 16-9, and losing to Louisville 34-17 and then Duke 38-17. So, look for the better coach, more talent, North Carolina, minus seven, under the 60, just because Virginia can't score. And Gene Cedric, uh knows how to coach a defense, right? What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one, man. Um, moving on, next game, um, we got uh, the Georgia Tech at Virginia Tech. Definitely, this game's definitely going under the 41. Right. I'm looking right now. It looks like Georgia Tech's quarterback, Jeff Sims, should should be back. 
Um, Georgia Tech, watching both teams play, right? Georgia Tech has more talent. Especially in defense. They have more talent than Virginia Tech. You're getting points. Uh, yep. Virginia Tech coach. I was just check, yeah, but Jet Sims, their starter is per, is supposed to be back. I was just okay. double checking before we gave that pick because I wanted to do my due diligence here because I promised myself the backup I would not bet again when I saw him <laughs> come in against Virginia. So right. if he was playing, I was gonna go Virginia Tech money line, but he's not. So Georgia yeah. Tech plus three and a half. I love it, and this is gonna be a low scaring, low scoring, monotonous defensive battle. But 100% agree. Uh, I always have a Phil Steele to do reference, right? Because you look at the trajectory of the season, uh, what they were supposed to do going into the season, what they've done, right? And then you uh, project forward. Uh, yeah, Georgia Tech has more talent. The guy Sims can run. He's going to run it on Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is two and six. Uh, the Georgia Tech coaches need this game more than the Virginia Tech coaches. They're in their first year there, and the Georgia Tech coaches are an interim staff. So they're getting jobs for next year. And if they can win out, get into a bowl, they can stay there in a nice city of Atlanta, nice universities like Georgia Tech, and get paid for coaching football. So it's a bigger game for that staff. They got more talent. You got a plus one quarterback of getting four points. The team of getting four points again is two and six. <laughs> so give you the under 41. I like this one a lot, man. I, you bet equal amounts. Of, you bet as much money on this game that you did the Alabama game. What do you think, Chad? Yep, I'm with you, man. Love it. Next game. We got Syracuse here on the road at Pitt getting four points. Um, and we 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 like Syracuse here. You know, I, I think Syracuse is the better team. You know, Pitt's been yeah. struggling, they're banged up. Um, lost two in a row. You know, I think this is a good spot for Syracuse is a, is a good team here. This year, man, they they got a good coach. They got it's got them playing real real well, getting four points. Um, I think Syracuse can win this game. I love getting the four points. And yeah, this is just going to be a, a really both teams are really similar in style. Uh, good defenses. They kind of have pro style on offense, um, and it's going to be just kind of. I mean, it's like a pro game, right? Your average pro right. game is forty five. Is a little high, forty eight. It's gonna, you know, this is gonna come in right there between, you know, forty and forty five, just under. I agree. Uh, uh, Pip beat him last year, so this is kind of a revenge game for Syracuse. Uh, it's gonna be just one of those good uh, conference games. So you see, at this point in the season, after mid season, you know, midpoint of the season, uh, team are reevaluating their goals. Players are reevaluating their goals. Uh, and a lot of these games will end up being really even. So you're getting plus four over a field goal. Uh, Syracuse has been doing well this year. This is kind of an off year for Pitt. They lose Addison, which would have made a big difference on their team. Uh, and Syracuse have been playing everybody well, Clemson included. 
So give me Syracuse plus four. Uh, you're saying over 48 or under 48? No, under 48. Yeah, I like under 48 because uh, Pittsburgh is hurt. They don't have all their players. And Syracuse plays that kind of ball control style. Yeah. They know they have as much talent as everybody else. Yeah, and no, I like it. Uh, next game, Clemson at Notre Dame. Here we like Clemson minus the four. Under the 44. Um you know, yeah, because this is, styles make fights, right? Yeah, both yeah, both these styles, yeah, both these teams run the ball, put right. I mean, put it on the defense. Clemson's been struggling offensively, bringing in the backup because the starter can't get them points. Right. Uh, so I mean, both both teams, you know, I think will you know struggle to find offense, and the, the, those defenses are, are really good. I mean, the Clemson defense is really good. Yeah, it's a big game for both teams. This kind of finishes off Notre Dame. Uh, Chance is having an upper tier uh, year, but they still have two big opportunities, right? Here against Clemson and then against USC to end the season. But they have to hide something for USC. Uh, and Clemson just has better talent, better coach, coaching mismatch. You got Freeman first year, you got Dabble Sweeney, who's won two national titles, been in the playoffs a bunch of times. Uh, so look for Clemson to uh, win 24 14. They'll cover the four points and it'll be under 44. Hey, think, Chad. Yes, sir. I love it. Love it. Love it. And then last game, um, Miami yeah. is at home against Florida State. We like Miami Hurricanes getting yep. the home dog, getting a touchdown. Um, you know, this one to be under the 48. You know, you got a defensive coach on Chris the ball. He puts it on the defense. And, um, you know, they've been playing a bunch of low scoring games all year. Yeah, you got Norvell and Florida State. Theoretically, Florida State should blow them out, but Norvell hasn't been able to get uh, the criminals to be able to play up to their potential. Uh, so a lot of games, they, they should blow people out. Like in this case, rivalry game is going to end up uh, being a very close game, and it's going to go under the total of 48. Yep. All right, so from there, we'll go to the Big 12. Got Kansas State plus three over 54 points. Chris Kleiman, again, corporate governance. He has a great coach. He won F FBS title that North Dakota State. Uh, has a team playing really good. You know, they're, they're pretty much a JUCO team, right? They develop. It's a developmental program, but you can't get more developmental than North Dakota State. Uh, and he has this program rolling for what they can do at their level, right? You got blue bloods and developmental teams. Uh, the big win, right? Over Missouri, SEC, 40 to 12. They beat Oklahoma 41-34. Great for recruiting. Where are you going to go there? We beat them. Uh, TCU, they ran with them. They went toe-to-toe, -to -toe, lost 38-28. And their other losses to Tulane, and Tulane is 17 in the college football playoffs because Tulane is only, I believe, just one. They're 7-1 as well. Just lost one game uh, with big victories over Kansas State, Houston. 
and Memphis, right? So that's Tulane. That was the only loss for Kansas State. So now uh, Kansas State goes against the Sarkeesian, who loses a lot of close games. It was the opposite of Chris Clayman, who does less with more, right? He was about to get fired at Washington. Um, then he goes to USC, performs badly, gets fired because he's used to be, hopefully, a drunk. He goes to Nick Satan, runs an offense with six number one draft picks. <laughs> so now he has a $7 million job with Texas, and he's they should not be 24 in the college football. I have no idea why. They're ranked at. They're five and three with losses against Alabama. This looks shaky this year. Texas Tech, which is a 500 team, and Oklahoma State, which got shut out last week. So, not too impressed with the Longhorns. Uh, Their victories are Iowa State with Virginia, uh, San Antonio, and Monroe. So, I think the wrong team is favorite. So, we're seeing a lot of I give you the real definition of value, right? The value equation, psychological factors, functional factors divided by time and money. So that's what I mean by value. I see a lot of value in this. In over 54, uh, Texas defense has been overrated. And Chris Kleiman, he's figuring out a way to score on people, right? 37 against Texas Tech, 41 against Oklahoma. Uh, 28 against TCU, and then 48 last week against Oklahoma State. So I see this game going over. You're giving me Kansas State. Actually, Kansas State should be favored by three, and you're giving me three points. So give yep. me Kansas State plus three over 54. Love it. Love it. Love it. Next game, we got uh, West Virginia at Iowa State. Um, man, this is going to be a low-scoring low game here. You know, total is only 50. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a very, very tight game down to the wire. We like West Virginia plus the seven and a half. Um, you know, and this game, Iowa State's undefeated to the under, or maybe four and one, five and one. Um, right. So we're going to keep. I mean, these Iowa State unders are, you know, that's just the style that they play. And then this, then I mean, number last week was crazy high. This one seems a little high again this week. So we're going to, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. And whose money is it? Is it the house's money or your money? It's my money. It's my money. (laughs) So we're up with our own money betting those Iowa State unders. We're going to keep going it until it does not work. And I don't know why Iowa State, maybe I know sometimes I bet this in Vegas knows something. I don't know. But uh, looking at it, I have no idea why Iowa State it's up by a touchdown on West Virginia. No matter how hurt West Virginia is. West Virginia's or yeah, I mean Iowa State's 0 and 5 in the Big 12 right now. Right. All right. Next game. Uh we got Baylor at Oklahoma. We like Baylor getting the four points here. Man, I think Baylor wins this game. And um, you know, under the, six, under the 62, man. Baylor's defense, they're gonna they're gonna get it together here. Slow down an Oklahoma offense um, and, and grind out a, a, ni- a nice win here. So I, I think this will, this one will stay under the total, and uh, Baylor will uh, definitely cover the four points, probably win the game. Yeah, you're Baylor Bears, man. Everybody, what you've been saying on him. 
when I see them, I'm never really too impressed. But I guess uh, Aranda's doing a great job coaching those guys, uh, keeping them in the mix here. Um, and I'll take your word for it, man. Plus four under 62. Yes, sir. All right. Next game. We're going to Oklahoma State on the road at Kansas. Um, it's pretty much a pick em. Kansas might be – you might get a little bit of plus money for Oklahoma State. But, yeah, man, I think Oklahoma State wins this game. You know, Kansas is – they had a good start to the year. They've, they've changed that program around. They're competitive. And this will be a competitive game. I don't think Kansas gets blown out, but you know I like Oklahoma State to win this game by at least a touchdown. Um, and and this one to go over the sixty-two. Both teams um, have kind of been over teams this whole year. Um, yeah. Kansas is is coming off of a bye, so they right. should be able to score some points. And you know Oklahoma State's coming off a donut. That's embarrassing. So they got to score some points to get that taste out of their mouth. So I think this is a you know a really good over pick here. No, big time. And Kansas is like uh, Washington State, uh, teams that uh, just don't have the depth. They have great frontline players like an FBS team, but as the year goes along, they keep losing a player here, losing a player there, and then the backup is in quality depth. The next man out, not really that good. You know, the cliche, next man up. Oh, the next man up sucks and he's getting rolled. <laughs> so a team like Kansas isn't as good as they were early in the season. Uh, so, man, Oklahoma State, they get shut out last week. Basically, they have a Hall of Fame coach. You think he's going to have his team sky up and ready to play after getting shut out last week. So for us, it's kind of like a return to the mean. And both teams to score, so definitely over 62 points. It'll be even last Big 12 game is Texas Tech at TCU. Uh, me and Josh, we agree here on the over 69, but we have a differ inside here. Josh likes Texas Tech plus the eight, um, but I like I like TCU minus the eight here. I think uh, TCU, uh, will, you know, will do enough at home. Um, you know, I think the next two games are going to test them a lot more. I don't think Texas Tech defensively is going to be able to stop them. Um, and I think TCU will be able to cover this one and that it goes over. Yeah, I, I don't think – I think Chad's right. I don't think uh, Texas Tech will be able to stop TCU, but I don't think TCU is going to be able to stop uh, Texas Tech. Uh, Matt Wells. Matt Wells was the head coach for your Utah State, right? He got uh, – he took off from Utah State to Texas Tech. And he did a really good job recruiting, right? So the new coach is uh, taking the fruits of Matt Wells' labor, and they looked pretty good to me. I thought they played really well against uh, San Antonio, which is actually a really good team, a really good coach. And uh, they bounced back from a rough start. All that to say is that they're going to give TCU a run for their money, right? So the new coach is Joey McGuire, who is a Matt Rule guy. He was a tight ends coach at Baylor. Done a good job. Offensive coordinator is Zach Kitty. Zach Kitty uh, would have been on the podcast. He was his coordinator at Houston Baptist. 
its quarterback was Ben Zapp, your starting quarterback for your New England Patriots. So that's the offensive coordinator at Texas Tech. They got to dial up a really good air. This is air raid against air raid. So you're going to see some score points scored late by Texas Tech to cover the eight points over 69. But Chad disagrees. He likes TCU minus eight over 69. From there, we go to the SEC. What's the first game we're going to touch in the eight? All right. First game we got uh, Kentucky uh, at Missouri. Man, here we like Missouri at home on the money line. Um, and this one to stay under 40. This be a real, real low scoring, um, you know, defensive game, a lot of running. And, uh, you know, Missouri to pull out, pull out a close home win. Again, corporate uh, governance. Uh, Eli Dirkowitz is the head coach of your Missouri Tigers. So we talk about situational intelligence being real intelligence. He's an offensive coach. He loves calling plays. He's the offensive coordinator. But he understands complementary football. And going through spring practice, summer, and fall, you realize that the strength of his team is the defense. They've been putting it on the defense this year with mixed results. It killed them in the Auburn game, the game that should have won. It would have been above 500, ready to go to a bowl game. But he's about to get fired. So it was a ballsy move, him going against what he does best and putting it on the defense this year. So for that reason, this game is going to go under, but um, Missouri in the situation uh, at home, right, uh, has an edge. So actually, what, whatever number makes more sense, make more money at, go with either Missouri money line or plus uh, one. Plus one. Uh Kentucky doesn't have Will Lutz, which is their starting quarterback, which they would need as well as Missouri is uh, uh, playing defense. So what Missouri is going to do is they're going to load the box, stop Rodriguez, get the win, get it under 40. What do you think, Chad? Yep. No, I'm with you on that one. But I do think um... – Kentucky does have uh, Will Will Leva Levis back. He is gonna play. Yeah, he played last week against Tennessee. I mean, he didn't do shit. He didn't look very good. Right, his legs messed up. He hasn't played, so he isn't in rhythm. So that's gonna mm-hmm. be a problem against a very ferocious, probably his homecoming for Missouri. Let me check this yeah, this is actually gonna be his third game back. He played Mississippi State. They. First game back at home, they won by 10. Then the last game was the second game back. And he hasn't done anything, right? They've lost all these games. Uh, his first game back, they beat Mississippi State. But then, yeah, last game, they got they got blown out 44-6 by Tennessee. Right. Yeah. So, with the quarterback having problems? It's a big recruiting game for, for Missouri, too. Yeah. It's a game that they're like uh, – they're um, lying in wait 
they're lying in wait for Kentucky. And this is a game that coach, if he wants to keep his job, he has to win. You know, because Kentucky's not world beaters. They're probably in a rebuilding year. This is a big game for them. Yep. Next game, uh, Florida at Texas A&M. We like Texas A&M here at home on the money line to beat, you know, a very average Florida team. Um, you know, this this one will stay under 55. Uh, this will be, you know, a defensive game, a low-scoring affair. Um, both both teams, um, I think, you know, Texas A&M has played in low-scoring games all year, running the ball, putting it on the defense. Uh, 55 just is a little high for this game. And, you know, I think Texas A&M playing in front of all those home those home boosters and all that money there, they should be able to, to win this game at home. Right, the 12th man. And Florida's beat up, right? You got to look at rivalry games in the, the week after all these beat-up teams. So after playing Georgia, very physical game. They don't have a lot of depth. They're beat up. And Texas A&M playing their backup. They want to control the game with a big offensive line and running it, right? So to rest, I mean, under – and Jimbo Fisher has won a national title. So Jimbo Fisher, man, can't sleep. Coming up with all these crazy plays and game plans. They want to take him away from being the offensive play caller. But Jimbo saying, no, I make it $11 million. I'm in charge. So that, this is actually a big game for him. A game he should win. So give me Jimbo Fisher on the money line. National title winning head coach and he won a national title as an offensive coordinator for who, Chad Noah? Well, he won a national uh, title. Oh, Nick, for Nick Saban. Yeah, good old Nick Saban. Yes, sir. All right, so talking about Nick Saban assistance, Kirby Smart is a member of Mensa. I had an old uh, girlfriend who's a member of Mensa. He has to be really smart to be in Mensa. That's why I like a minus nine. Under 65 against Tennessee. He's going to dial up a really good game plan. And no matter how good of a year you have, it's always that one clunker, uh, one bad game. I think this is one bad game that's coming up for Tennessee. Uh, this game is going to decide who – makes it to the SEC title game, it might get pushed out of the playoffs, might be pushed out of the playoffs, depending how they finish. So give me an Athens. I actually see this game being closer to the fourth quarter than Herndon throwing a pick six, and that those dogs will hunt minus nine under 65. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, man, this is another. This is the this, the only other game we disagree on. But um, I'm going to go Georgia plus the nine. I think that this will be, man, a touchdown game. I think this is going to be super competitive. This is two. You know, this is this is the game for the number one team in the nation. Right. Um, and I, I agree with you on the under. I think this one will stay under the 65. Um, but you know, I think Tennessee will will be able to keep this one close enough to cover the nine. So I'm gonna. Stick to my guns and stick to Tennessee plus the nine. He likes uh, Tennessee. He likes the Tennessee uh, orange. Wish. Let me pull up this song real quick. Uh, well, I pull up this song. 
What's the next game we're covering, Chad? Next game, Liberty at Arkansas. Um, here, you know, we like Liberty getting the 14 and a half points, man, against a beat up Arkansas team who's uh, you know, gonna be running the rock a lot. Um, and all that run is gonna keep it under the 61 and a half. Right. And then uh, Kendall Prowse, very good, very good coach. Uh, offensive coordinator for Arkansas, but uh, they're saying he's trying to get a job with Auburn. We don't know. Uh, Hugh Freeze, uh, who by all counts is a very good uh, Baptist uh, man of God, but he was caught with a bunch of prostitutes when he was the head coach in Mississippi, gets fired, and he's, you know, fell forward, right? He's found redemption. He's asked God for forgiveness at Liberty Baptist College, Liberty University. <laughs> and now he's coming back. Really good coach. Uh, Arkansas has bigger fish to fry. So they want to play basic vanilla football. They always have at least uh, 15 scholarship offensive linemen to control the game with the offensive line, like we see Oregon State trying to do. They got bigger, better offensive linemen in our Kansas, the way Anna would say. So I like Liberty, though, to keep it close, lose 28-14, which would, uh, by the half a point, make it, or the full point, to make it 14.5. It's going to be under 61. So I see this game being 28-14, Arkansas covering 14 points and under 61. What do you think, Chad? Yep, I'm with you, man. Next game, LSU at home against uh, Alabama here, man. I think LSU had a big win against Ole Miss, kind of whooped their ass towards the end, coming into their own. I think they'll be able to cover this plus 14 here, um, and this one will get over the 56. I think it'll be a, a, a kind of a shootout-style game. What? Uh, your Paul yeah. Tennessee song? Yeah. Here, here's this Tennessee song. Are you sure that's it? Right, so, right, so, right, so. Let get rid of the echo real quick. Yeah, she, uh, her parents are from Georgia. And uh, I'll find the beginning of the song. Her parents are from Georgia, Georgia graduates. We'll knock out these last two SEC games. Yeah, uh, we got, we're going to, um, Vanderbilt. We got South Carolina at Vanderbilt. Even though Vanderbilt's coming off the bye, man, me and Josh agree it doesn't matter. South Carolina will control this game. They'll run the ball, play that defense, probably shut Vanderbilt out, um, cover the six and a half, and keep this one under the 49. 100%. 100%. Uh, LSU, right? Brian Kelly uh, against Nick Satan. 
LSU's a year away. They're a JUCO team, but they have a lot of talent. They're plus one. They're going to have to run that quarterback to death against Nick Saint. But Nick Saint got the one loss. He's got his team into next year. He has it all planned out. So give me LSU plus 14 over 56. Alabama still wins, but Brian Kelly covers. Josh, we already already did that game. I just talk about uh, South Carolina at Vanderbilt. South Carolina minus a six and a half and then under the the 49. Right, because Vanderbilt's horrible. South Carolina has a lot of energy. Uh, Good coach, Beamer Ball. They're probably going to get some special team scores in there to get it over the 49. It's just that Vanderbilt sucks so bad. Uh, so give me South Carolina six and a half return to the mean. They need this game badly and sadly, so I can cover the over five <laughs> and catch that season ticket. But for them to get to a bowl game, they need this game because they're not uh, probably they're not going to beat Tennessee and they're probably not going to beat um, Clemson. The Orange Crush going to get crushed by the Orange this year. Uh, they finished the last three games of the year. Uh, I guess teams that wear orange. So uh, they're probably going to lose all those games. So they have to win this game. They have to cover the six and a half points. South Carolina. Six and a half over 49. And yeah, this game makes them bowl eligible. So it's a must win. So it's it's a good spot for them. Then uh, last game, Auburn at Mississippi State. You know, we like Auburn here um, with the coach that's coaching for his for his job. Plus right. the 13. Um, and this one to go over the 51, that's a little low for these t- teams that, you know, should both be able to score some points here. Yeah, uh, that's Auburn's has a good defense. They've just been on the field too long. Their offense is underperformed. You know, Cadillac Williams, uh, the interim head coach, making some changes. He knows the running game. They'll be able to run it, it to death in this game uh, and you'll see a, a very rejuvenated uh very fired up uh auburn team just because they're young guys uh this is it for them right they might not make it into the nfl this is it so they gotta make these last games count and then they got uh as long as they keep playing well and keep improving they got a redemption game right at the end of the season uh, because if they beat Alabama and ruin their season, uh, that's a big accomplishment, right? So they have that to look forward to. So it's important to have something to look forward to, and that's what Auburn has to look forward to, and to play out of their minds and play really well. Let's get the other coach fired. And uh, Mississippi State, this is a part of the season where they start, uh, again, developmental programs where they start like a house of fire. Then they start losing three, four, five uh, games in a row. Uh, Mike Leach is kind of depressing, right? One of his quarterbacks committed suicide. So it's hard for him, right? Once things start going south, it's hard for him to rally the troops. So for that and many other reasons, give me your Auburn Tigers plus the 13. And since you got two tired defenses going against each other, over 51. Yep. Yep. All right, last conference, the Big Ten, Josh. It's getting late. We're gonna we got one minute per game. We're gonna wrap these last seven Big Ten games off. Here we go. First game, Ohio State at Northwestern. Here, 
Me and Josh really like Ohio State minus the 38. They've been blowing people out all year. Uh, they've been scoring late. They've been running it up. Um, and this one to go over the 55, they have they might score 56 them dang selves this game. Um, you know, so you don't need many points out of Northwestern for this one to get over. So we like Ohio State to cover and this one to get over. Yeah. What do you think, Josh? 100%, 100% agree. Uh, Purdue Boilermakers minus three under 40, right? Yes, sir. Playing Iowa, we got to play those Iowa unders. Iowa unders all year. All right. Yes, sir. Purdue minus the three at home. Uh, next game, we got Minnesota at Nebraska. Um, you know, here we like Nebraska at home getting the 15 points, uh, a game that's a very low total, uh, 45. Um, you know, so that's, that's telling you it's going to be a lower, you know, lower scoring game where Nebraska should be able to cover. But we know I we do think this one will, will squeak over the total of 45. Um, you know, Nebraska's an offensive team with a really, you know, poor defense. So Minnesota should be able to run and score the ball. And Nebraska should be able to get, you know, get enough points here to get this one over the 45. Right. Well, you're both been saying uh, the game people remember are the games in November. So uh, look for the six-year seniors to start doing well and dialing it up uh, here in the last four games. But they're not going to cover this. Uh, Nebraska actually has more talent, just younger talent. And this is a last hurrah for Nebraska as far as because they still have a shot. They all do. Nebraska wins this game. They're still in the hunt for that big 12 championship game and $20 million payday. So whatever you can do to get there, you do. So they got to put all their marbles into this game at home in front of the alumni. Um, so give me Nebraska uh, to cover the 15 points or two touchdowns. It's going to be over 44 points as uh, defenses get tired and depleted. We start seeing more overs. Yes, sir. Next game, Maryland at Wisconsin. Um, you know, here we like Maryland um, getting the five points. Um, you know, Josh really likes what they've been doing offensively. Um, you know, their coach has got a good system there. Um, and, you know, Wisconsin is 5-0 and to the over in Big Ten play. Um, you know, this total is only, where is it, 48 and a half. Um, so very low number here as well. Maryland's an offensive team. So, you know, we think that uh, Maryland will be able to cover the five points in a close game, maybe pull it out, and uh, that this one will squeak over the, the 48 and a half. 100%. 100%. 100% agree. Uh, Ohio State wants to make a point. Uh, and they're almost like Oregon. And uh, they're just, they're in their fourth, it's just it's horrible, depleted. I don't see them doing anything at all except getting blown out. What's the next game, Chad? Uh, next game, Penn State um, at Indiana. Here, you know, we like Indiana at home. Indiana's coming off a bye week here, getting 14 points at home, playing a Penn State team who's a little bit banged up, played Ohio State last week. Um, you know, and this total here is is only uh, 50. Um, you know, I think, you know, both teams here should be able to score enough points. Indiana uh, has got a good offense. You know, they're very capable. Um, you know, both defenses getting a little bit banged up later in the year. This one gets over the 50 points. Indiana covers at home off the bye. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. Indiana's not going to win, but uh, Allen, which we'll have in the ending of the podcast, you'll listen to Mr. Allen. Uh, he'll have this team sky high to get it over the total of cover fourteen and end up losing. Yes, sir. Next game, Michigan State. You're jumping in the tunnel, Spartans. Uh, at, on the road at Illinois, the fighting Illini. And, um, you know, Michigan State had that scandal. They got kicked a bunch of players off the team. They got a bunch of starters not, not with them anymore. Illinois, man, a team that we've been betting all year. A uh, really good team here at home. Uh, I think they handle Michigan State, maybe shut Michigan State out. Um, and, and cover this this 16 points, and it um, you know stays under the 41. All right, and this is how it started with Michigan. We gave it to you the last podcast, so you have context. Listen to this. It's not over. It's never going to be over. But they're missing eight eight players. All of them have played. Uh, two, four of them had started at some point. Illinois is on a roll, right? So they're a feel good team. They're on a roll. Uh, they're playing above their heads because they're on a roll. Chaz was the one that was first on Illinois. I didn't know Illinois was going to be that good. They have the leading rusher in NCAAs. I was saying, I was telling you about Chase Brown since week one. Yes. Yes, I knew nothing about him until you told me about this guy. Uh, good for him. Uh, look for him to do well. And I don't think Michigan State scored. They scored seven points last week. Uh, developmental offense, they're going to save their stuff. Whatever they do, they're going to save it for uh, next year. They ain't going to show it this year, especially against Illinois, as Illinois is doing really well. Sir, last game wraps up the show here. Michigan at Rutgers. Man, you got a Rutgers. You got a defensive-minded coach who likes to run the ball and put on the defense against a Michigan team who runs the ball 65% of the time. So you got to like the dog, the home dog, getting 26 points at home. And for this one to stay under the 45. Right. Uh the biggest reason that uh, I picked Rutgers in this game is that they're going to be so beat up after playing Michigan State. That's a physical ball, uh, ball club on both sides. I'm picking both those teams not to cover because you're going to be beat up, uh, especially Michigan State playing a, a physical team like Illinois. They'll be double beat up. Rutgers is a physical team. And uh, Greg Schiano, right? This is going to be another NFL game, kind of like uh, uh, UCLA. Chip Kelly, NFL coach, against, uh, you know, the defensive coordinator for Arizona State, Marvin Lewis. In this game, you got Chiano, who coached Tampa Bay for a few years, uh, against John Harbaugh, or Jim Harbaugh, who took – Kevin Kaepernick to the Super Bowl against his brother, John Harbaugh, Greg Roman, right? Greg Roman now is the coordinator for uh, Baltimore. So that's to say that this game is going to be Rutgers plus 26. It's just way too many points. 
against a running team. Um, they could easily lose this game 24 to nothing, 31 to 7. So that gives us uh, Rutgers covering. So we're to the game last week against Michigan State under the 45. So the more you do something, the better you get at it. So we've been betting games all year long, working our system, perfecting the system. Starts in the in the summer around June when you start breaking teams down. And you see them play. You see the goals they have for their season. Some teams just want to make a bowl game. Some teams want to make the playoffs. Some teams want to win a conference title or finish in the top half of the conference. Uh, who are they targeting? Uh, what's going on with this team? So we figure it out. What are you, last words, Chad? Man, let's get to bed and wake up and let's get after it. <laughs> I, I have to post the podcast for all the people that are waiting for it in podcast land who don't yeah. care how we look like or watch the live streams. They like listen to the audio version, but I'll do that. And while I'm doing that, I'll um, listen to Megan Maroney, I think it's her name, in uh, Tennessee, Tennessee Orange, right? About her parents being mad about her dating uh, this guy. But you don't have to pay extra sports, $1,000. Uh, all you have to do is, like, listen to us, take down the information, and learn how to make uh, your own picks. And remember what Winston Churchill said. You make a you make a living from your labor, right? But once you get ten, once you give one, you get ten back. Not business or religion, philanthropy. And Winston Churchill said, "You make a living from your labor, but you make a life for what you give." Thank you for listening to the ESBC podcast now. That's why this one don't cost $800 and that goes to